episode 408, 408, Global from Asia, journey of an e-commerce seller getting started and growing, Austin, also in the community and at Cross Border Summit. Let us tune in now. Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Michelini. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to or maybe watch. You know, I got the garden over here and some other background and my exhausted face. Also wearing a Global From Asia t-shirt, button down shirt. Just got the logo. There's a whole story of the logo in an old show, but I won't get into that today. Working super hard on Cross Border Summit, less than three months to go. Austin is coming. Austin is great. I've gotten to know him a lot more here in Chiang Mai. He's down here in Thailand too. And today's episode, he is sharing with us about his journey getting started as an Amazon e-commerce seller, finding his product in China, the first shipment, some of his strategies and insights, the good and the bad and the ugly. As always, we like the ugly. We learn a lot from that, but Austin had a pretty smooth process in my opinion. It's a great episode. You can watch it or listen to it. I think both will work. Episode 408. Let's tune in. All right, we have Tommy, the sales manager at Cross Better Logistics. How are you, Tommy? Hi, everyone. We just got to meet here in Shenzhen, China. It's great. Uh, they support the show at Global From Asia, and we also use them ourselves for many of our brands and e-commerce businesses. And Tommy really cares. They always are uh, trying to help us save money. You know, not you have some products you keep for us in China. You have some products you keep for us in the U.S. warehouse, and uh, I really appreciate that. And you'll, you can talk to this seller, right? You can give them your advice. You work with many Chinese sellers a lot, right? And uh, you can help um, help the sellers understand more. Yeah, we are very professional for the shipment to USA and Canada. Also, we have warehouse in USA and Canada. We can have our uh, factories supply sellers for the shipment. Yes. Yeah, yeah. For yes. the e-commerce business. Yep, and you even keep stuff uh, in China too. So sometimes if you have the limitations of uh, sending too much to Amazon, you can keep it here in China with with uh, Cross Better, or you can send, of course, to the U.S. warehouse. They have many different options, and they're always trying their best to find uh, find out what's the best solution for you. So yeah. definitely talk to Tommy, talk to Cross Better, and thank you for your uh, support of the community. Yes, we have good pricing and better service. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. Okay, so I'm Austin. I've been selling on Amazon for the past four years and selling in uh, US and Canada. And I'm just going to share some of my journey um, on Amazon FBA. And uh, I'll go a bit into my business, how I chose my product, and then just some things that uh, you can watch out for if you're new to Amazon or if you're already familiar with Amazon then maybe you can learn something new. So, who here is selling on Amazon? Yeah, so most people, so. We'll dig into some of it, but we don't need to get too entry level, but uh, yeah. So I just like to begin even like with what I share with some of the people that I begin with, like what's your motivation for beginning a business? And what's your uh, why? I believe that we all have a purpose, a reason that we want to do business. And personally, when I began, I just wanted to uh, be freedom, uh, freedom of location. I wanted to have 
freedom of uh, independence, of uh, financial independence. And so we all have that why. Maybe yours is uh, a sense of security for your family. Maybe it's uh, having nice things or uh, love and impact and providing for your family. So they, no matter what it is, your why is all valid. So I, I always like to begin with this. And uh, I really believe like when you're starting a business, um, it's all about your mindset. And this is the secret to beginning any good business is you are the product before uh, you know, selling your own product. And uh, I know like a lot of people, they get into drop shipping and they think like, oh, I'm gonna make some quick money. And you can make good quick money. Um, and with Amazon FBA, I learned very quickly that this was gonna be a long-term process. And so I was very committed to a long-term business. And so that's what I just like to begin with. And I wanted to like think, how, how does a business owner think? And what does a successful business owner think like? So if you're ready, uh, some of the types of products that I was first looking at when I started, um, actually, I didn't know what to sell at all uh, when I first started Amazon. Uh, did anyone like really know what they wanted to sell or were you just browsing? Yeah, you knew? You knew? So when I started, I was just researching what types of products there were. And I actually didn't know really much about customer behavior and psychology, so I had to do a lot of research on what types of products there were. And I kind of, as you might have heard this before, the candy, the vitamin, or the painkiller. Who's heard of this candy, vitamin, and painkiller? Never heard of this? So the candy is a product similar to like a fidget spinner. It's enjoyable, it's maybe uh, fun to have, but uh, it can make you a lot of money. But, um, well, it can also be like, sometimes it can be a fad. And if that fad runs out of style, then, well, your business, you could lose business. So I wanted to solve a problem in my business. I wanted to make sure at least I was solving a customer's need. And so I was looking at more so of like the vitamin and the painkiller. So the vitamin products are sometimes things that you can't necessarily justify or quantify the problem but it's more of a problem solver. Like a vitamin, you take your vitamins in the morning. Maybe you forget to take your vitamins, but if you forget to take your vitamins, you, not, you might not even notice, right? But a painkiller product is, say you get um, a sunburn, and what do you need? Maybe you need some cream or some aloe vera or so. These are the things that are, are solving an immediate problem. So some of the product must-haves that I was looking for on Amazon was something that has an existing demand. I wasn't necessarily looking to invent anything new. I just wanted to find something that uh, was already selling and improve upon it. And so that's based on my research. Uh, we were looking for keywords and then the product second. So we were looking for keywords first and we wanted to know what the search intent for that keyword was and then we could provide a, pr a product for that search intent. So uh, you might have heard a lot of times in Amazon we say like niche down. And in Amazon it's all about niching down. As you can see here is the infamous, infamous garlic press. Everybody knows this product if you've been selling on Amazon for a bit. And um, so this is like an example of maybe a product that's not exactly niche down. Uh, I mean like how many people are blogging like how to use a garlic press or how many people are collecting garlic presses or buying another garlic press? I think people are gonna be okay with maybe like their mediocre garlic press. 
Um, it's not exactly a consumable or replenishable. Um, so the key I, th I found with Amazon was niching down, and what this did was, for me at least, was able to find things that are low, comp low competition. And of course, um, you need some, a way to improve it. So some ways to improve the products we found were like reducing size. So if you have a product that's large, you can reduce the size and you'll save on fees because Amazon charges on weight and size. So by doing this, uh, you can really give yourself the best chance to make profits. And we normally say when you're selling a product that you want to sell for a five to seven times multiple of the cost of goods. So if you're buying a product for $5 off of Alibaba, you would want to sell it retail for $25, $35. And then there's the nice to haves. I think actually like this could be the small and lightweight could be um, a must, but it really depends. I think people can make do without. Uh, but having something that is small and light is going to reduce your fees and it's going to be easy to ship. So we wanted to find something that was really like accessible, easy to ship, small and lightweight, and we didn't have the biggest budget. So we wanted something to work, easy to work with. Then we wanted low seasonality because with the seasonal products on Amazon, you have to rank your product up on Amazon. And th then when that season ends, that means your ranking goes down. So every season you have to re-rank your product, which means there's a new budget for ranking, which just gets a little bit difficult and maybe more of an advanced uh, tactic. Um, and then the interesting and weird products are something that we were really looking for and something that would provide uh, or something that would be like in a niche that most people don't think about. So when we say niche down, usually you can find those interesting weird products. And that leads to product research. So a lot of the pre product research that we started with, and that's what I share to some of my students, is the brainstorming. And you'd be surprised how far you can get with just looking at your own interests, your own passions, your own expertise. So who, was do it, who started with like looking, I know you, you started the belt buckle, like how did you get into that? I had a problem myself, so I just solved my own problem and I realized other people might want this, so that's why I put it out there. Right, right. And what about you, you had vitamins and? Yeah, same saving. story, I've taken vitamins my whole life. I find that uh, good quality vitamins are kind of hard to find, there's a lot of crap out there. Mm. So I, I kind of made vitamins that I would want to take, all like high quality ingredients. Okay, great. Yeah, so I think that's a great way to start um, because from my perspective, if you understand the product, then you're gonna have the upper hand um, writing copy and, and marketing to the customers compared to some seller that maybe is just selling it for the product and they don't know all the benefits. And just another easy way to find products on Amazon is just going onto the auto, um, the search bar and just using the auto suggestion method where you type in the product and Amazon will then fill in whatever the customers were searching for. So this can get you pretty far for looking for a product. And this is how we began. And then we were looking for a community of people. So where are the communities? Where are they hanging out? So we, can, so we know where to find them and market to them. So for example, are they in Facebook and Pinterest and forums? And of course, there's lots of tools on Amazon. And um, so I actually like to use the tools last and more so just for determining like the search and the rankings. And I kind of, I don't you like to use necessarily, um, we use them sometimes, but um, yeah, we like to begin with, like, with brainstorming and browsing and then digging into the software tools. So after weeks of searching for our product, 
and going to trade shows and testing product samples and nothing was really coming up. I was searching on Amazon. I was digging in deep and I was getting a little bit like weary. I was like, oh, am I going to find a product, you know, weeks into this. And I came across this product online and it ticked most of the boxes. It was already selling on Amazon. I could see a few ways that I could improve it. And uh, I could see that I could build a brand around it and I really understood the product. And it didn't have all the reviews it has now. And the retail cost was above 20, so we were able to make a profit. So then you move to profitability. We want to see if we can make a profit, because of course we want to sell something we enjoy, but we want to make sure that also we can make money. So this is the Amazon calculator that Amazon has. You basically can go on to Alibaba, find the, how much the cost of goods are, and then you can see how much profit you can make. So after all of Amazon's fees, which were the fulfillment fee and the storage fees, where profit was around seven, eight dollars. And I thought, okay, this is doable. And this doesn't include like all the packaging and the images and the trademarks. So that's all gonna be a fees that you have to add up after. And I quickly found that out. Um, so the next step was sourcing the product. And so we sourced it from Alibaba. I, um, there's also potential for 1688 we looked at. We looked at, uh, actually my partner was uh, very good at sourcing. So we also went to some trade shows and we were able to find the product online that was good quality. We tested it out and I thought, okay, like I can do this. This is a product that made a good fit and we did our due diligence and we decided to move forward. So the product was born. So, and this is the uh, first private label brand that started. And this is uh, just after it was created, we did the brand design. I was in China, visited the manufacturers. Yeah, that was good. That was a good 2019. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like not even begun yet. So, as you might know, there's a lot that goes into a business, this business, before you even make a sale. Yeah. <laughs> before you even make a sale, you've already invested in inventory and brand design and trademarks and whatnot. So. That is part of the journey there. And then I realized that actually there's more capital that I needed um, than I thought it would be. So I, I learned this thing called supply chain. And it didn't take me very long to figure out that, okay, uh, I don't want to run out of stock on Amazon as everyone talks about. And so I'm either going to need to order more units up front or I'm going to need to chase that unit with, or that, that shipment with a second or third shipment to make sure you don't run out of stock. And I was extremely committed to this, so we went with the first purchase order. We started with 1,000 units. The MOQ, uh, I think, was around 500, but we decided to go 1,000 to make it work instead of chasing the second, third shipment. It was a little bit expensive at the time for uh, this budget that we had. And uh, yeah, so that was what it equated to, 8,000. And then we had to ship the product. So you have the choice of ocean freight or air freight. And we ended up going ocean freight. So you have the couple options. Air freight's a little bit faster. Some people, they use a, a, maybe a combo where they send some by air and some by ocean to get there faster. Um, and then there was the marketing plan. So at the time, I really didn't know anything about marketing. I didn't really know much about SEO. Uh, I just began, uh, you know, YouTubing, doing my research, and I decided to begin with PPC and uh, Facebook ads. And then we set up the listing. So in the meantime, while we're shipping the product, we take the images, we made sure everything was looking nice, we could convey the benefits to the customer. 
and then we were ready. So the product launched, the first uh, 70 days of the product launch, this is in uh, yeah, February, so 70 days of revenue was, uh, was 27K, and we sold 1,100 units, and uh, so I actually was pretty happy with this. I was expecting to maybe break even, um, and just relying on the profit for the uh, next shipments. But uh, so yeah, we made a little bit of profit on this one, and then the rest of the shipments after were profit. And then, of course, there's always challenges to be prepared for. So some things that, as you can see later in your Amazon FBA journey. Uh, <laughs> uh, so supply chain issues, I realized how difficult supply chain was, so I needed to find someone that really understood this. Of course, cash flow, we needed to make sure that we had enough cash flow to keep inventory going because Amazon only pays every two weeks. Um, and then, of course, we had a couple of Amazon suspensions where our product was flagged as like a medical product, but it had nothing to do with that. So, you know, uh, you can see those growing gray hairs. And, um, and then I realized, too, that it wasn't so easy to get all the reviews that I was expecting. And then so I figured out like halfway down the line that, okay, there's other ways to get Amazon reviews. So we started the product inserts where we had the QR code going to a many chat and chat bot flow and then where we would get the customer's email and then we could be begin retargeting the customer, getting feedback from the customer. And uh, yeah, so I really believe this is an important aspect of the business is customer feedback is king and understanding what's wrong with your product, how can we improve it, and of course getting those Amazon reviews. Of course you'll get suspended for that today. There's ways around it. You don't incentivize, but yeah, of course it's a gray area. Yeah, yeah. it's very gray. We, we, yeah, we don't... You, yeah. It's pretty, pretty black. I don't know if it's gray. I mean, if you ask Amazon, hey, can I do this? They're going to mm -hmm. say no, like straight up. Yeah. So yeah we haven't had an issue, but yeah. Yeah, be careful with that. Yeah. Yeah. We were going to do it too, but yeah. yeah. Um, so then we were selling for the few months up there. Or yeah, f uh, yeah, and then it worked up to Christmas sales. Uh, we were at consistent growth, and then Christmas we did pretty good. And uh, yeah, so we hit 36K for Christmas. And we did about, uh, actually, uh, by that time, we had negotiated the terms on our product. So we increased our profits on this product. So we went from around $8 a unit uh, to cost of goods to around $5. And, and then we just kept decreasing. So that's something that I would always say is like, keep, you know, your, your supplier is your relationship. So always working with your supplier to, and then uh, the year-end numbers for that one, um, this is 2019, at 10 months in sales, uh, by that time, we hit 144K revenue, and we profited around 40,000 and sold 6,300 units. And then we just kept growing the brand, and now I've just been starting to product development, launching variations for the product, as well as complementary products to grow out this private label brand. And it's been growing sense. And then I just like to say, enjoy the fruits of the labor. So this is something that was always my why that I wanted to enjoy uh, with business. You know, I, I love uh, bikes and I got to dirt bike in the mountains of Thailand. I go buy my dirt bike and really enjoy uh, some of the fruits of the labor. And so some of the key takeaways uh, that I took away was, uh, yeah, the money is made in the sourcing. You might have heard this before. And that means basically when you buy your product from the manufacturer, the best price you can get is going to help you make more profit. So in this case, we started with a little bit higher of a cost of good and we reduced it so we were able to increase our profit. And supplier relations. So 
who here has um, suppliers in China? Yeah, nice. So yeah, we were we were able to visit our suppliers in China and work together with them, and that really helped us. Like, you know, a lot of other competitors tried to come in there, and we were always able to get info from them because we had that better relationship. Um, so I always believe like this is your uh, you know relationship that you need to be building up, and then of course your product development. Do you have a backup supplier? Backup supplier, yeah, we have a backup supplier. Yes, actually, yeah, yeah, a couple. That, that's that's one big thing. If your factory burns down. True. What happens? <laughs> yes, good point. So yeah, supplier relations, product development, always be seeing how you can improve the product when new competitors come in. Maybe you need to change the product up, maybe you need to be providing new products to the marketplace. And at the time, I didn't have any really idea of a exit strategy or a, I just kind of had a one year goal and we kind of hit that goal, but I didn't realize that you could sell the business later on. So that might've changed the dynamic of the business for me. And uh, early on, I would say learn to delegate the business. So things that you're not good at, then maybe you can find your weaknesses and delegate those early on and find your strengths and stick to that. And then um, customer. Yes, of course, your customer. Getting to know your customer, getting the customer feedback, and uh, building up that customer base, that email list. I think a lot of Amazon sellers stick to Amazon because Amazon wants to keep their customers. But I also believe the power of uh, yeah, building a list of customers. So yeah, that's all for. Perfect. And thank you to our sponsor, our returning sponsor, Mercury.com, online bank. Well, it's a real bank, but you can do it totally online for US. Our Blimp program participants are going through this as well. Thank you, Mercury. Travis is great there. He's been on our show. He's been in our events. We're going to have another event where we will have them attending as well. And if you want to get a little bonus for you and us, if you sign up and do some special circumstances you can go to globalformasia.com slash mercury i also have a video tutorial that we use even for the blimp people they use the same exact video to learn how to use it i hope you can check it out totally free why not see you there we also just had annie here Antoinette jackson from the super b she was also a previous guest she'll be speaking at cross-border summit as well and she was just joking i sweat easily i guess i'm a sweater <laughs> is that a good or bad thing to say anyway I hope you're enjoying. I hope you enjoyed that one. Inspirational. Good job, Austin. Doing great. I know he's been networking more and pushing himself more. We'll also be going to the Nomad Capitalist Live events in KL together. I'm excited about that. And my neighbor is feeding her cats or stray cats right now. You might hear her talking in Thai to the cats. We are our own cat lady neighbor. <laughs> well, Thanks for watching. I am super excited and I'll say it's super nervous for Cross Border Summit, November 16th to 17th here in Chiang Mai, Thailand. Our fifth one, but our first in four years. April is back on the team. For those that went last time, met her. She's coming back. We got more great people joining, more great things happening, more great speakers, sponsors, everything. Thank you again for watching. I'm going to Phuket next week for a mastermind. And week after I'll be in KL. But of course, as always, keep these shows rolling. Thanks for watching. Have a great day. Be safe. Make, you know, make it happen. That's me. Make it happen. Cheers. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.